0: hey everyone you're listening to but why the podcast and today we have a very special episode with some awesome con 2019 coverage from suara saleh speaking with some of the voices of steven universe take a listen and enjoy
1: Get started, totally. uh, Zach. Thank you so much for interviewing with us today. Uh, how are you doing? Well, welcome to D.C. How are you feeling right now?
2: I'm good, man. I'm very excited to be in the nation's capital. I've never been, and I'm a total
1: junkie for history, politics, anything America-related. So this is this is very exciting. Great to hear. Great to hear. So um, I guess like first question, which I actually heard from uh, like uh, someone else just right now, so I'm sort of stealing. But <laughs> did you expect Steven Universe to become such a big thing as it is? Uh, right now.
2: Absolutely not. And not because I I didn't think that it it had the potential. I just didn't really realize um, the full scope of what the show was um, going, what what the aim of the show was from Rebecca and the team at the beginning. Um, In the beginning, I thought I was just, you know, working on a a cool, quirky cartoon, and then it started diving into these amazing topics and having these these songs written for us that were um, so high concept and well thought out, and uh, pretty soon... We were at San Diego Comic-Con and they were turning away a thousand people for every panel and it was because there was no room in the in the room anymore and um, I realized that something had become very, very special very, very quickly.
1: On some, on that being very special, something that a lot of people take to heart, um, why do you think Steven in particular is such a good role model for kids and adults?
2: He... Uh he always accepts people for for who they are and, and tries to find um, redeeming qualities in everyone, even when it when it becomes detrimental to him. Sometimes um, he'll um, he'll take on so much, um, almost to an unhealthy degree sometimes. But it, it's an admirable trait that he takes on so much for the sake of the people he loves and. Uh, that's, that's a quality that I think in a healthy way that everyone should aspire to um, and it's not without you know mistakes being made along the way but it's a uh, it's a beautiful thing
1: to, to to have that character out there as a role model and to be behind that what has Steven taught you personally as an artist and also just personally generally oh man I um, I could do a, a thesis on this
2: subject uh, and there's there's some stuff that like really the the um, the crux of this question lies in some things on the show that have haven't come out yet um, that really bring the arc of my relationship with Steven full circle um, but Steven Steven and I have become like um somewhat uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, th- there's a lot of symbiosis there over the course of the year and the characters the character has become closer to who I am and over the course of the years just because Re- you know Rebecca and the team got to know me more and they've done that with all the characters and factoring that into the writing process but um, Stephen and I have had a very similar arc in life and very similar um, trials in life of having a much larger... Allocation of responsibility than normal Placed on our shoulders at a young age And rising to the challenge for that And what what kind of um, Mental things come from that Um, It's been It's been pretty um, Pretty eye-opening Just like recently Like like in the past few weeks, some of the revelations I've had, um, about that. So I, again, like I, I can't, I can't answer this without a hint of vagueness because there's a lot of stuff. R- yeah, really, of the, course. the end of that, that, um, that arc for me is still, you know, in the making, but.
1: That actually kind of leads into my next question. Um, what can you say, it, like, we've been waiting for news about a season six uh we know there's a movie coming out but what can you say that's going to be happening for steven and the gems on the next stage of their journey if you can say anything at all
2: um i'm not like legally barred from saying anything but i I can name like a dozen people that would have my head if i did so i'm not (laughs) gonna do that um Pretty much like, like I told the the marketing people at the network the other day. So like the the two things I'm allowed to say about the movie are it's a movie and it's dope. <laughs> um, <laughs> other than that. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty limited. And then anything beyond that, um, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say. They don't, they don't send me talking points. They don't, they're not like, here, you should like steer the conversation in this direction. So I'm just kind of winging it all the time.
1: (laughs) Okay. I've just got two more questions for you. Uh, how far in advance do you know the ending for season five? (sighs) um, how far in advance of it airing or voicing it? Uh, voicing it, the story direction, that sort of thing. Like, six months,
2: um, Oh wow. Yeah, like, obviously, like, super specifics, not, not quite, but I was seeing concept art for White Diamond in like, you know, early 2017, I think. Um, Rebecca just, you know, pulling it up on her phone and was really excited, and that got me really excited because she's my favorite character design in the whole show. Um, It's a great design. Thank you. So yeah, in in advance of it airing, like we we knew it was happening like two years in advance, and we've been you know keeping our mouth shut about it for that long. So imagine like the the things in the movie and you know everything else, like we having to you know keep our mouth shut. It's the biggest thing we've done to date, but there's no nothing really we can say yet. Which becomes kind of a dance sometimes because I'm always afraid of like Tom Hollanding it and like (laughs) spilling the entire show all at once by accident on a panel or something, and like never leaving my house again.
1: Yeah, totally. Actually, I have two quick questions. Uh, one question is, which of Steven's four gem fusions that we have so far? You know, Stevonnie, uh the others I'm blanking at the moment because I'm just like... Smokey. Sm- really Smokey. Yeah, and uh, Pearl 2.0 and Sunstone. So which of those four would you say is your personal favorite so far? Oh, right.
2: Sunstone is like public knowledge now. I forgot about that. <laughs> um... Mm
1: it's a hard question I know
2: Yeah, now that we have new ones I can talk about probably um, probably Sunstone that energy Sunstone's is cool infectious Sardonyx is like was my favorite fusion b- before like in general same so that, that kind of fulfills that need from a Steven fusion for me
1: <laughs> one last question what other projects do you have upcoming that you want uh, people to know about so I'm constantly doing
2: episodes of the the Goldberg. Well, not constantly. I, that's an exaggeration. But I've done like eight or nine episodes for them and a few in the past like couple months that have just come out. So that's out there. I'm doing a new show as a lead, an animated show for DreamWorks that I'm not allowed to talk about yet. But it's based on an existing property and it's very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. We've been working on that for like a year and a half now. Um, and then I put my album out last year. Um, Pretty much walking away from the industry and taking a break um, pretty soon here. There'll still be stuff coming out. My Amazon show just had magic. There's still episodes coming out for that through next year. But um, I'm getting ready to like like fall off the face of the earth for a while and do some
1: do some traveling. Sounds really great, uh, Zach. Thank you so much for talking with us today, and have an amazing rest of your con. Thanks, man. You too. Thank you. Good stuff. I am now with Susan Egan. Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today.
0: Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. Thank you for uh, talking with us. So I'm just going to be blunt. How does it feel to know that you're a part of so many children's and current adults' lives through the various animated and live-action characters you've played, like Meg, Rose Quartz, et, et cetera, Belle? And like, how does it feel?
0: Oh, it, it's it's truly, and I know it sounds cliche, but it truly is an honor you know voiceover artists I think get a little bit too much credit because the brilliance um, of the stories behind all of these whether it's happening at Disney in this case or with you know Rebecca Sugar at Cartoon Network you know it's really their inspiration. Um, and then the artists, it takes so long to create the artwork and the look. And that's so much of what's going on in people's minds when they think of a rose quartz or they think of Meg. Um, and then we voiceover artists get sort of the easiest job, but there's something about it, about being part of animation that is instantly timeless because it will outlive me. My kids will see it. Their kids will see it. And so that is where my heart just truly gets full. And it started out for me with Disney, which is, I mean, to start with the top is pretty incredible. Um, with Hercules and Beauty and the Beast was, was fantastic. And now with Steven Universe, to be part of a show that is uh, helping times change. It's helping our society today that Rebecca is so forward-thinking and is able to deliver messages in such a gentle, loving way. Um, I I love being a part of that. A, a small, small part of it. I take zero credit for it, but it is a joy to meet people uh, who are dressed as rose or pink or whomever, and to know that I got to I got to be a little bit of what makes them love that character.
1: That's so great to hear. And it's really interesting with your character in particular, uh, Rose Quartz and, spoiler alert, for anyone who hasn't seen season five, uh, we as we find out, Pink Diamond. Uh, like, your character in particular, even though uh, your character isn't present in the show... For a majority of it, is still so incredibly pivotal to what so many other of the characters have been through and what they're going through currently. So, what's that like for you as a viewer of the show to see that, knowing that's what your character has
0: done? Right. I, I mean, it, it's it's funny to me that people even want an autograph of Rose because I think I've done maybe fourteen out of the thousand episodes, right? So, but but I watch the series, of course, and Rose's photo is always there. She's she's discussed in every episode. Like there is something, and for me, it's it's a lesson in the wake that you create as a human being or as a gem Um, but the lesson for the planet here for us is that your decisions have consequences and not just for you but for everybody surrounding you and that Rose's choices um, have created this situation for everybody else but also you can blame her you can love her but also that nobody's perfect. And the forgiveness in the gems and everything is also a testament to the multiple levels that Rebecca is writing at.
1: In particular, how did it feel for you to watch the uh, season five finale?
0: Right, so we recorded that a year before it was released, and so we were sitting on that information for a long time. And the reaction was really surprising to me. I got a lot of hate tweets, even though I'm just the actress. No, stay off Twitter! No, no, it's okay, because, and the way I was able to respond to them as well is, I love your passion, I love that you care so much, and I also, but also, hang on, hang on, there's gonna be more information next season, you're gonna learn more about the why of everything, but I also like that it is not simple. It is not black and white. It is, you know, it is complicated like the world is. This is not a simple cartoon. It and it doesn't speak down to children. It speaks to children at the level at which they are capable of listening, and I like that. Um, so I like the complicated nature of it, even if it does mean sometimes, you know, people are going to love you or hate you because of it.
1: Right. Totally. A uh, couple more questions. Uh, how long in advance do you know that your character was Pink Diamond?
0: I got the script the night before.
1: Wow. How how does that feel as a voice actor, knowing, or, yeah, just please tell us your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's
0: that holy Uh, expletive expletive. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so even the very first episode I did as Rose, I got the script the night before, and then I'm seeing the storyboards, and I sort of just had to sit in a room and weep a little bit because that monologue that Rose delivers to Steven on that VHS tape... I think that's why, first of all, I don't even know how Rebecca knows how to write all that because because for me to get to play a mom at the moment in my life when I'm a mom, I, that monologue is so authentically how a mother feels. And, and then, so going down the line several seasons later, talking about Pink's decision and the position she put Pearl in and the position she put Steven in and then everybody else. Um, You know, was maybe not thought fully through. She's kind of like a, a teenager when she makes that decision. And, you know, my God, what if we were all held to the decisions we made at 17? Right. right exactly. And yet she is. But then she lived for many thousands of years as Rose. And, and still has that spontaneity, childlike quality to, like, go with Greg. But... Also has this responsibility, but also she has a wisdom because she is a diamond. That maybe she does have a little bit more vast viewpoint of the world had to have Steven. We had to have this combination. That, and that, so that was actually
1: a question I had for you. Like, why Rose Quartz would give up her physical form, not just for her son, but, like, to leave all the other gems behind. But you're right. She had some of this wisdom.
0: So that is a question for Rebecca. As an actress justifying it, I have to... It can't be a whim. It can't be simply because, oh, this guy Greg is so cute, and we're going to have a dalliance, and I'm going to have a baby. But it's what she learned. Learns from Greg about humans and all those episodes leading, leading up to it, and she wants to give her knowledge to an entity that's going to also understand the human condition because. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe she's not enough. It has to be more.
1: That's really insightful. I love that. Uh, so I want to transition a little bit and ask you about the Broadway Princess Party by Benjamin Rohalla, which has really taken off in the past couple of years. I initially found these YouTube videos and I was like, oh my god, this is the original Belle. This is the original Jasmine on Broadway. Like, I love this. And it's just, I feel like it's inspired like a real, um, love and appreciation for the, uh, technical the techniques of, uh, musical theater and, uh, how much work goes into that. And with a platform like YouTube or whatever else, uh, Benjamin is using, it's like really taking off. Can, can you tell us about that experience yeah. of doing the Broadway Princess Party?
0: So it was this quirky little idea for a club called 54 Below in New York uh, to like gather the princesses on our night off, Monday nights on Broadway. And just, to, you know, we we're in all these disparate, you know, different productions on Broadway, but to pull us all together into one room and just sing the can- of princess songs like it was just this quirky party idea hence the title and then it resonated and that's where you know Benji and and Laura decided like maybe we try it outside of New York and see if it works and that's when I was brought in full time and Courtney full time and then we formed a company we literally formed a company and we have this mission to change the definition of princess away from that spoiled brat kind of thing and make it more into a lot of the same message that's in Steven Universe of, listen, we can have differing points of view. Let's celebrate all of our differences. Let's also, it's a, it's a woman thing. Women are so competitive against each other. And we are in an industry where all of us princesses are in the same room auditioning against each other or when the live action Beauty and the Beast comes out, I'm interviewed saying, so what do you think of Emma Watson? <laughs> like, They want me to say something awful. And there's nothing in my heart that is awful. I think Emma Watson's brilliant and a perfect choice. My God, she is Belle. She's so cerebral and a little uptight, which so is Belle. Like, I love everything about her. She's the perfect choice. I would cast her too. And so what if we take that feeling public? What if we get on a stage and we celebrate our differences, we applaud each other, and it's not so much about a bunch of princesses grace in the audience with our presence. It's not about that at all. It's about we are no longer in the princess costumes. You guys are. You guys show up as cosplay. Your Jasmine. Your Belle. Let's let's all everybody in that room. The trucker with the neck tattoos and the father who brought his five year old daughter and the mom who brought her eleven year old son. There. They're, we all have an inner princess. Let's unleash it together. Let's celebrate these characters that we were lucky enough to play for a time. But let's celebrate them to ne- together because they are what has brought us together. And let's look at the cur- the courage they've had. Let's look at the strength. Let's look at the quirkiness. You know, I mean, Rapunzel's neurotic. Let's admit it. And, and also, let's sing this music. And let's sing it together. Yeah. Like, we're going to sing it with these kicky arrangements that Benji has come up with. You will never hear let it go the way you do in the three part harmony that we do because it is dissonant, it is powerful, and it's, it's more like, it's, it's not just Elsa in an ice castle. It's, it's all of us saying a mantra for like, let it go. Let's come together and let the rest of it go. And let's just have a place that's safe, that's beautiful, let's celebrate each other. Um, we had this guy oh, yeah. come dressed as Elsa with a sign that said, let it bro. And I'm like, yes, yeah. that's right. And Embrace it. Yeah. yeah, so that's what we're doing. And it's catching on, which is great. And we've got about 25 more dates that we're about to announce um, uh, from August 2019 through like May of 2020. And so... It's hard to get our schedules to match. I mean, Laura's doing a sh- Laura's shooting a movie right now in Toronto. Courtney's in London doing um, playing Jasmine again. I'm here at this Comic-Con. Benji's doing another show in New York. But we have found these weekends, sort of like one weekend a month, where we are dedicated to doing it. <laughs> Even though it doesn't make us some money, we're doing it because we love... The, the the heart that is in that room. We love meeting the people. after. We always do meet and greets. We love meeting the people afterwards. And it's just, it's a message we feel strongly about and we want to deliver. And we're lucky enough to have these platforms as princesses to deliver it.
1: That's so amazing. <laughs> so, uh, last well sort of a two-part question uh about your upcoming projects i'm wondering if you are able to say anything of if we might see rose quartz pink diamond in the future of seven years we barely got any details about it from the crew universe can you tell us anything
0: i am not allowed to say anything my lips are sealed
1: understood uh (laughs) what other upcoming projects do you have
0: Oh my goodness. So, um, we do have this Broadway Princess Party thing that is actually my full-time job right now because we're in the midst of putting together the tour schedule. And so definitely be on the lookout for that. I'm doing a few more Comic Cons. Um, and, and I just, I have solo concerts happening all the time. Uh, I'm going to be with the Chicago Symphony this summer. I'm with, um, Tucson Symphony coming up as well. And that stuff, if you haven't, see on Broadway, we're lucky if we get like 15 instruments. And so it's a lot of fun and it's, I, I love Broadway, but getting to sing the Broadway music with 85 pieces is a different experience where the room vibrates with all of those strings and all of that brass. And, and you just hear the lushness of that music in a new way. And so I will always keep one foot in the concert arena. And so I've got a bunch of symphony concerts coming up. You can go to SusanEgan.net. Or find me at I am Susan Egan on Twitter or Insta, and I'm constantly posting about the concerts that I've got coming.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much, the iconic, legendary Susan Egan. Thank you so much for talking with But Why, though, today.
0: Truly my honor. Thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs> And that's it. We want to give a big shout out to Suara for all of his awesome con 2019 coverage. And you can count on more interviews and audio like this live from the convention floor. So make sure you follow us on all of our social media at But Why Though PC and get engaged with us.